0: I'm Helani Ellis, and this is the Exceptional Admins Podcast, where I invite admins, executives, and influencers to come together in an intimate setting. The world for administrative professionals doesn't just involve basic tasks. It includes an array of requests, challenges, and triumphs. During each episode, you'll be a witness to candid conversations and hear and join in on many, many laughs. And for those that know me, it wouldn't be complete without thought-provoking moments. The distinguished guests sharing time with us during each episode believe in the admin profession and have much to contribute to the greater good of executives, their admins, and organizations. Now let's get to today's topic. But wait, before we get started, I definitely wanna give a big thanks to our sponsor who's making this episode possible, Cloven Twine. And you know, for me, Helani, it's really important that I attach myself to products in which I've actually used, business owners in which I've actually met. And I'm really passionate about this brand considering it was founded by a guy who knew nothing about the space, but it just fell on his lap. And cloventwine Twine, cloventwine.com, it's a unique company providing unique gifts for individuals to just do a better job with gift giving. Um, the brands in which that they work with are exceptional and you'll never be disappointed when it comes to picking that product giving it to someone, having it be design and specific. So check them out, clove and twine. I've heard about your work through a referral, which is always great business, right? And we, as an, I'll say, I'm an executive of the company, we're thinking okay. about implementing a wellness. Her face is like lit up because the word <laughs> thinking is so real, right? Yeah. We're thinking about a wellness program. Mariah, what would you say to us to hook us that we should put this into place? Walk me through that. Her face is so big with the biggest smile. I want to hear about that because then I want to talk about what's connected to it, which is then they don't fall through. Hey, everyone. Super pumped to have you listening to the um, episode today, considering the topic is so important. Thinking about wellness, what it looks like, it's different to so many different people. And I took to the internet, be it LinkedIn, a question of saying I needed a wellness expert. And I have in front of me today a new relationship, Mariah Shimatsu. Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah, okay. Thank you for having me. Uh, we just sort of covered out of bright out the last <laughs> name because it is not obvious to me who has trouble with names in general, and I've mentioned that on a few other yeah. episodes. And, you know, and I've said this a couple times, and it's so true when you really get in front of someone who loves what they're doing and you can feel it and then you can hear it and just sort of the leaning in, that was such our first coffee date. Mm-hmm. Really under, we had a first phone call. We right? did. Yeah. yeah phone, we had a phone call. Yeah. And you would almost have thought that like maybe we went to high school together and we were just sort of reminiscing about what it looks like in life to be a part of wellness, which is connected to you as a person. And so we've got some really awesome things we're going to talk about today to really um, put energy into you and some action items, quite honestly, of what you should be doing as administrative professionals and even executives listening or HR, whoever's listening, Mm -hmm. really feeling motivated to have some of those. It's not a hurdle to make this happen in your company when it comes to wellness and all of those things. And it's going to be a great story by the way too i haven't even heard it so i'm excited to hear or answer this first question thank you for joining me by the way
1: yes thank you for having me
0: what was sort of your journey that had you arrive to starting your company today
1: yeah so it's been kind of in the making since i was little i was always an athlete um unfortunately my dad passed away at 17 of cancer and that Mm. had a big impact because i always viewed my dad as a really strong individual and fit individual but in reality He wasn't. He Mm -hmm. didn't do any preventative care. He didn't do any self-care. And he was just physical. Um, And so after he passed away, it was one of those searching, especially at 17, of, you know, why? Why did this happen? And it happened very suddenly. And so it was moving from that into, okay, I'm going to college. I'm going to play sports. I wanted to study physical therapy. And that's where I started. And then I took a break and got into the personal training world and the Mm -hmm. wellness industry. Mm -hmm. And I just fell in love. And before I knew it, I was four years in. I went back to school to finish my degree in that instead of physical therapy. Mm -hmm. And just found myself on that preventative side. And that being so much more important than treating the symptoms and treating the injuries after they occurred. Mm -hmm. And just knew that that preventative and that self-care was where I wanted to be and where I wanted to help people. Isn't that interesting? It
0: seems like, oh, we should be thinking about ourselves as a whole. Some people think about fitness just being like, oh, I've got to get on the treadmill or I've got to get Mm -hmm. the cycling. We forget all these other things that are connected, which I'm excited to talk about. Oh, absolutely.
1: I sometimes tell people that, you know, Fitness is my passion, but it is secondary. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah are so many wellness. other aspects of it that need to be first and should be first, and it's
0: forgotten. It is. It's totally an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry about your dad. Oh,
1: thank yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, How did you and your co-founder come together? Because you're tackling this very much needed um, word, culture, or wellness that's getting a lot of... Um, replay, if you will, in the media, like how, how did the two of you come together to then now sort of divide and conquer?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, So I started in 2009 in corporate wellness and I've been in um, many different situations in it. So personal training, managing, Mm -hmm. owning my own. Um, And I knew my business partner, Megan, from the industry. So we had taught a couple studios. We did a couple big um, like fitness on the rock events together and Mm -hmm. things of the sort. And we both had our sons in early 2016. Okay and i was little (laughs) baby little babies almost gonna be four wow um yeah we I think through social media as well, she had heard that I was going to be closing the gym that I had for four Mm. years. And so she just kind of called me up and said, you know, we're at the same phase with each other of having babies. And you're, I know you're still working. She was um, being a stay at home mom at the time. Hardest job ever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's harder than being a working mom. Totally agree. Yeah. And so, yeah, she just said, I want to get back into the industry. And I know you said you're going back to corporate and how are you going to do this being mm-hmm. a mom like mm-hmm. she was like i just can't even fathom because it's so hard even being at home with them mm-hmm. and so explaining to her you know that corporate was my passion and being able to provide what now i was seeking this work life balance for me and my family and giving that back to others because it just became such an like light in my life yeah. of this is impossible when you have a family mm-hmm. um i think before you know it was a little easier to fit in everything and so we decided to kind of take what i had Grown over the years organically and didn't even know was coming together. And so we started Movement First Wellness. um is going to be my next question. <laughs> go ahead yeah. and segue right into no, it. No, so What's we kind of stole you? it from my gym. So my gym was Movement First Fitness and she fell in love with it too. um It was one of those things, movement is like the biggest part to me. It yeah. is my passion, but it is what makes me feel better and feel energized, Um, but so many people think of movement as going out for a walk or going out for Mm -hmm. a run and not the functionality of what our body is really truly meant to do and how it's connected and the organic movements that we have. And so I just wanted people to understand that movement isn't necessarily about just losing weight or, you know, how, how far did you run or how fast did you run or all those oh, numbers gosh. and stats. Yeah. But it's more about how you feel and how you're connected. And are you waking up feeling more energized and not having the aches and pains? Or are you going to the desk and be able to sit for, you know, six, to eight hours a day, Ugh. but also have movement throughout the day so that you're not feeling the the um Disadvantages of sitting. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it was always just movement is first. And yeah. you know, creating movement to feel better rather than to necessarily look better. And so that's how we came up with it.
0: I, I almost wonder, and I believe it's, everyone wants to feel amazing. Mm-hmm. That is like a dominating of three things for every human being <laughs> on this earth. Yeah. And it's an afterthought. It's being punted off to a different position of priority on the list of things that they need to get done. And I can't wait to get to that in a little bit because we want to talk about sort of what those things are that stop people from actually moving forward. Mm -hmm. So love the name. I think that's amazing. And then you do nutrition a little bit on the side. That's kind of a part of the whole wellness part.
1: Absolutely. It has to be. You can't just have movement be a piece. So nutrition is very entwined with what we do and what we teach. Mm -hmm. It was just the movement was um, for Megan and I both what just lights us up. So walk me
0: through, I'm a prospective client, Mm -hmm. and I've heard about your work through referral, which is always great business, right? And we, as I'll say, I'm an executive of the company, we're thinking Mm -hmm. about implementing a well, her face is like lit up because (laughs) the word thinking is so real, right? We're thinking about a wellness program. Mariah, what would you say to us to hook us that we should put this into place? Walk me through that. Her face is so big with the biggest smile. I want to hear about that because then I want to talk about what's connected to it, which is then they don't fall through. Mm
1: -hmm. So So a lot of times it's trying to get to the bottom of why is the company looking at this? Is Mm -hmm. it for recruitment? Is it for retention of employees? Is it to really provide their employees with benefits and amenities that are going to make life-changing um, occurrences rather than just, you know, box seats at the Pepsi center. Yeah. And so it's really trying to get to the bottom of why, first of all, it even came up. Mm. And sometimes it's not, they don't understand those underlying, um, additives. Mm-hmm. They just think, oh, you know, wellness is kind of becoming a coin phrase. Just yeah. the word Trends. Yep. Yeah. It's a trend. And, but there's so much more to it. There's so much that a wellness um, company can provide to corporations and mm-hmm. what we can bring to the table for them in mm-hmm. their culture and in their team building mm-hmm. um, that that's where we have to start and so and then it's getting from that point the leaders on board mm-hmm. and so you know maybe one of the leaders team
0: <laughs> oh bless their heart had
1: this idea but you yeah. know if, if it can't come from the top down and it can't have the whole entire leadership team be on board with it it doesn't work yeah um, I've actually heard in some of our companies that we're at people say oh we don't come to your services because I'm afraid my boss is going to get mad. Well, oh, you th- told me that during the date. Yeah, first that's such a date. disengaged yeah, that was, that was, service.
0: It made me speechless because I'm like WTF.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: And thinking about the heavy listeners of this podcast, you know, being administrative individuals, sometimes in that C suite, you are a part of that top that she mm-hmm. just mentioned. And one of the inspiring things with bringing Mariah in front of the microphone and having this time together and then sharing it with all of you is, why not take that on and I've talked to clients about it kind of connecting some dots here about what I do and how this means so much to me as well some of my job descriptions will say with a bullet chief culture officer Mm -hmm. and then what does that mean right and we were saying it before we recorded that's not a keg on (laughs) on site or wine in the fridge that's really like what are people doing to create a sense of community amongst your essentially your first work home your first home which is your work home Mm -hmm. your office where you're spending so much time um Yeah, that's really huge. And you said two of the R's. You have this four R thing. Yeah, so we like
1: to try to get companies to understand that by implementing a wellness program, you can get four R's. You can get your recruitment. You can build your retention. You can get your return on investment. And you can build your reputation that you're um, presenting to the community. Mm -hmm. And so that... Recruitment's a big piece. I think especially living here in Colorado, people are seeking out jobs that they can still enjoy why they moved here yes. or why they were born here and yeah. raised here. You know, yeah. We love being outdoors and we love being physical and we love mm-hmm. the living wellness and health. It is like our DNA, I feel like, as Coloradans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a big piece on recruiting mm-hmm. and especially as recruiting the younger generation. Sure. Um, I know I was reading an article and the younger generation is the first generation to grow up, understanding self-care and health from the get-go. I thought
0: about that. I've got a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old and yeah. when I think about what they understand, I can't remember the t- last time I actually put them on an antibiotic. Yeah. And their thing is, let's go to Sprouts. Let's talk to the lady. Oh, or let's, love it. Yeah. Let's, you know, kind of take some wellness approaches first before, yeah. which then I can only think about how the pharmaceutical industry is going to struggle tremendously. But anyway, I digress. So yeah, the four R's. The last one of your R's, is reputation it's which huge. goes to the word trends which mm-hmm. goes to and I'm building job descriptions and I'm asking them what are you doing to retain which is one of your others and have in the community that is the best place to work I mean here in Colorado there is a publication that does an annual survey and you get to nominate a company for best places to work and it's sort of that badge of honor and sometimes I wonder what is truly best about that company, mm-hmm. especially if you think the culture, or for me, I talk to a lot of people, I'm like, ooh, that culture is not as great because I've spoken to 10 admins and they usually have a pulse on everything. The reputation piece is key. And do you use that as a closer, not in the sense that you do your business to close business, but to just continue to do your passion. Is there something that is like that one thing that maybe the admins listening say, it's because of that that I need to take this initiative to my company? What is that?
1: I think it's just being kind of that middleman between the executive sometimes and what the employees feel. Because sometimes the executives do live in that bubble of what Mm -hmm. their reputation for the company is, Mm -hmm. and maybe the employees don't feel that. you Mm -hmm. know, And so they maybe can be the ones that can cross over that of, Actually, a wellness program could bring in some of the needs and the desires that our employees are really, truly seeking. And mm-hmm. they're the ones that need to kind of create that harmony and that work-life balance and give back to them. Mm-hmm. Um, not that the executives can't benefit from it either because they definitely need, oh need gosh, the yeah. de-stressing. And they definitely live work long hours yeah. and they have the same problems. Um, we know that. Problems. But I think sometimes they're easier at putting it to the side. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just the working mom or the working dad, you know, they see those They see those symptoms more often of the work-life balance.
0: And you have a great question here as you prepared through the intake form. How can your wellness program be proactive rather than reactive? (laughs) Break that down for Yeah, so
1: I go into a lot of companies and they say, oh, yeah, we implement wellness programs. We do flu shot clinics and we do a -a (laughs) once-a-year biometric screening and we give out gift cards if you go to your um, annual visits. And it's like, that's great. And I love that. I don't want you to lose those aspects, but those are reactive aspects. Mm. That is not doing anything to be preventative and to um, mitigate the cost of those insurance premiums from going for anxiety medication and depression medication because they're so stressed from all these other factors. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's being more um, proactive and, you know, implementing stress reducing stress techniques whether that be fitness classes whether that be meditation classes mm-hmm. or that being a hiking retreat or bringing in wellness workshops so we can teach you about yeah. how to eat oh better build that immune system mm-hmm. so we're not at the doctor's office during flu season right which is not a season there's right. only four seasons <laughs> um so it's just looking at the other side of that of, you know I want you to check up on yourself because we still need those data and those stats. But what are we doing to make sure that every year we go, our blood pressure isn't just rising because our stress level is rising. rising.
0: Do you find when you spend time with companies that you take a measurement of their peak periods, like financial institutions, private equity, for example, Mm -hmm. they have quarterly reporting. From the end of that first quarter, they have 30 days to report to their investors. I, having been in that space, was at the office till 11, feeding my staff, taking care of reports with the executive, and doing all of that, obviously not from the financial side. It's, what do you have, what are you seeing, and what what sort of is your thing when you hear that and learn that?
1: I mean, unfortunately, we see the trends, especially like in um, organizations that we do have fitness classes on site, because you see the um, drop in attendance, because these People are working so much longer hours, like you said, mm-hmm. and they just can't fit that in. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny when I walk by like a regular in the hallway and they're like, oh my God, I really needed to come to the class today because I really <sighs> need to de-stress, but yeah. I just couldn't. And then, you know, about two weeks later, it they hit their deadlines and they're back in there five days a week. And, mm-hmm. you're all... mm-hmm. and then so for me, it's really one of those things of just trying to get to the individual and tell them like, even if you just came for 20 minutes, that yeah. would have been better than avoiding it.
0: So I talk about this. A lot yeah <laughs> we believe as human beings and get sometimes st- stuck in the fact that I can't go to the whole hour so I'm not going at all yeah mm-hmm. why not show up literally to the end which possibly is meditation laying mm-hmm. down and stretching and grab that 15 minutes or even speaking to you and saying okay when is the best part to come today mm-hmm. I'm going to shave 20 minutes to be there yeah. and I've wanted to help people remember that it can be small Mm -hmm. and it can be things that are just a little bit because a little bit is better than nothing.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I try to get everybody convinced that Really, fitness should be and wellness should be part of your lifestyle. It shouldn't 100%. just be a class on your schedule. We have
0: to eat. Yeah. And we have. And
1: so even if it's, you know, you get up in the morning and you spend five minutes meditating or stretching or you mm-hmm. go for a five-minute walk with the dogs, mm-hmm. you know, and then at lunch you're doing the same thing. You get another 10-minute walk in or you yeah. do 10 minutes of stretching at your desk or you go to the gym even in your work clothes mm-hmm. and you do 10 push-ups and 10 squats and 10 jumping jacks, you know. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that you can fit in and people always kind of shrug that off and think it's silly. Mm-hmm. But have you tried
0: it? Yeah. The PS episode, Daily Disciplines, has some really great suggestions on kind of how to just be reminded mm-hmm. and or motivated to take those micro moments of Absolutely. self-care. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and one of the questions I had, which you sort of touched on it, and if you want, we can elaborate I run into pitfalls with my business, right? An executive wants something a certain way, or a candidate maybe decides they don't want to move forward, which is fine, right? Because I want the fit and I keep pushing through. For you with pitfalls like that, possibly they're not showing up and then they of course get sick because they then become burnt out. What sort of motivates you? And this may be the inspiration that the audience needs to hear to push through to make this initiative happen in their company. Mm -hmm. What is a motivator for you to, Just get to the other side of that pitfall.
1: Yeah. So it's kind of just being that example um, Mm. (laughs) because I feel like we know what we should do and we know that, you know, I don't have enough time. It's just an excuse and it's an excuse that we all use, but Mm -hmm. we're all gifted the same 24 hours and you make a priority. You make your calendar based off your priorities. (laughs) And so if you're not fitting it in, then that's the reality. And so for me, it's just getting to the point of showing people that it really is an excuse. And Mm -hmm. if you come to me and tell me I want to reach this fitness goal or I want to lose weight, but then that's the next words out of your mouth, you're not ready, and we need to talk about other factors. Interesting, Mm -hmm. it's
0: super interesting. And the Get or Done P.S. episode that arrived before this one literally talks about Are you ready? Yeah, and are your goals what you think you should be doing, or do they truly match you?
1: I think so many times we think, Oh my gosh, I need to do this because society wants me to do it. Correct, and it's. That's not the case. And
0: that's kind of with the trends of a company that's pursuing. Let's put wellness into the yeah, company. And just do
1: it so we can have that, um, that coin term. Sure, sure. Rather than actually doing it to change the culture and to change the morale and to build up the employees mm-hmm. and increase their productivity and mm-hmm. their happiness and their balance. Rather than, yeah, we're just going to put that down on our website and try to bring in more people because of it.
0: Because of it. And yeah. it's interesting. I wrote down a little bit ago. I... When I visit on-site offices, I'm checking out everything. What are people wearing? I'm also looking very um, much with a beacon. Are there standing desks? Mm-hmm. Are you seeing and are you kind of saying this is an easy first step into wellness? It's very inexpensive. You can run it through the organization and or make it an option, buy it or don't buy it. Mm-hmm. What do you sort of have with that standing desk? Yeah, use?
1: it's definitely becoming a big trend and I am on board with it. Me too. Um It's a huge piece and a huge step in the right direction, but it is not the end all do all. And so I think that's one thing that people forget is they're like... You know, we implemented a wellness program, we have the standing desk. Again, it's a little bit almost reactive. It's it's part, mm-hmm. it's kind of in between. It is I would say it's react- a little bit grey. Yeah, that one seems grey. Because gray. um, you know, there's the big studies that come out that oh, sitting is the new smoking.
0: I know, and I've been saying that recently, and then I actually said it to a woman, I said, I'm sorry, do you actually smoke? I may have just offended yeah. you. <laughs> and she's like, No, luckily I don't I don't really run into people here in Denver that smoke so often anymore. But there's but actually true. an
1: article that came and followed it up that said standing is not any better. Really? Yeah, because we're missing, again, that movement piece.
0: Oh, huge. Yeah,
1: and so they're, you know, standing, you you get a little bit more benefit of not having the lower back issues, mm-hmm. or maybe not having as much neck strain, um, mm-hmm. but you don't get a lot else.
0: So then now I have to ask them the yoga ball as your chair, right? Yeah. It's That's, the core builder, sort of. Yeah,
1: that one's kind of been debunked, too. Yeah. So again, you know, it's all, they're all great tactics and techniques. And Mm -hmm. I love where their brain is and your thoughts are and you're wanting to make a change. Mm -hmm. But those aren't the things um, that are gonna make the big impact.
0: So if we had a list of things to launch this program, Mm -hmm. those would be a little bit at the latter part, later part of the list. Give us just one key thing that is if you truly are committed to wanting to take this to your company, Mm -hmm. this is what you should start with.
1: So the big one that we always try to get them to start with is implementing educational pieces. Oh, so true. Yeah, because education is foundation. And so, you know, somebody may go to their annual visit and find out they have high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. But now what? They don't know what oh, to do with Oh, here's the prescription
0: number, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, but do I really want to take exactly. that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so
1: bringing in an expert so that you can find out how could I lower my blood pressure by my naturally, by myself, technically. Tactics like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just a small example. We do so many workshops and so many educational presentations. Mm -hmm. um, And we always survey and try to find, you know, what is it the culture and the company is looking for. I just
0: wrote that down. Do you design? You design each program based on the company. Absolutely. Yeah. So when we get
1: to the company, and that's part of why I love this, is because it's changing and it's almost like the individual. Your individual person has its own DNA and you have to train them and you have to actually give them nutrition based off that. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. a whole degree now on genome nutrition. Oh, and it's eating yes. based off your genes. Mm-hmm. And the companies are similar. Mm-hmm. They have their own culture. They have their own DNA. And if you go in there and just implement a basic wellness program, you're doing a disservice.
0: So let's talk about the success of one of your clients who you've worked with that you started and it wasn't ideal, right? And kind of walk us through that journey. And it could be a short story where we get to hear like, holy cow, that's awesome what, what might be a story for a
1: corporate client or individual for corporate client, client. For a corporate mm-hmm. client? Um, so we have a couple that we've gone into and, you know, and I love this and I think the companies are always doing it. They take on a committee and we have this wellness committee and we're, you know, we just want you to give them some tips and advice on how to <laughs> be successful. Yeah. And then
0: leave. Right? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And I always, and you know, first off, if you're creating a wellness committee, those employees are now being less productive for the job they're, they're, and hired for. Actually,
0: super great point.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I always try to get them to understand that you need the experts. It's mm-hmm. just like if you went for a tax audit, you want to go hire a basic accountant. Yeah. You know, you get a tax We use the expert.
0: same example. I think we <laughs> oh, learned this. When you make your first million, you do not use TurboTax to do no. your taxes. No. <laughs> you go to someone that can do your taxes. Yeah. And it's not to say that Mariah is a full expert, no more learning is necessary, or Halani. We are spending our time Mm -hmm. constantly, as she's just mentioned, some new things and articles. We are spending time in that space to bring Mm -hmm. that education to you.
1: And we're better at debunking those myths, you know, reading through and going, great, this is how you implement wellness, or maybe it's not. And Mm so bringing in that expert just gives you a step up. And so we worked with one company who, you know, gave me the whole spiel of we do all the reactive steps that I would Mm -hmm. discourage from. Mm -hmm. Um, And they just wanted me to do quarterly launch and learns. And I said, that's great. And so that's where we started. And it's just blossomed into this great where we do challenges, we do on-site events, we yes. do all those other activities. Because I think after the first presentation, they went, wow, we've never had somebody say it to us so bluntly.
0: Seriously, right? Yeah.
1: And just dig into what is the true facts rather than what is the new fad diet? What is the I new fad exercise? Yeah. And just getting into the basics of what does that really look like?
0: The episode, uh, What Is My Purpose? My guest, Mike Valentine, goes by... I love that episode. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that one too. It goes by his title. He's a life purpose guide, Mm -hmm. right? For me, I'm very adamant about specialized headhunter. We have to sort of separate ourselves from the space in which we sit in to your point of like, what's the new fad? What's the new thing? Mm -hmm. They are seeing this word wellness. There's a bit of already predetermined stereotyping before Mm -hmm. they get on the phone with you. And you have to massage the relationship to not earn trust but earn the fact that we are here for the objective Mm -hmm. not just to give you the box open the box and this these are the things that are going to work I love that and what I'm thinking about and I wrote down you're giving them a chance to have unity which I swear is culture Mm -hmm. such culture
1: unity and I the one thing I hear time and time again too is it's an easier step than that EA having to go to the executive and say, this is what we need and this is why, of having us do that for them. Yeah. And it's just a second, it's a, a backup, team sister. Yeah, it's just yeah. one of those things of like, we're able to tell sometimes the committee or the executives, this is what you need and this is why, and get them on board with things. Mm-hmm. in a little bit easier dynamic than that EA sometimes or that committee, because yeah. they might feel like, oh... Now I'm telling my boss what to do and I don't feel okay with that.
0: Right. Um, and
1: Or know how to present it the right way or answer those hard questions on, mm-hmm. you know, return on an investment. By the way, she's really located in Denver.
0: So if you guys ever need her, you'll see show notes. But
1: yes, that is so
0: true. And yeah. then there's a part of like, well, you know, you're already doing enough. Mm-hmm. Going back to the oh, time. Yeah. How are we going to find the time? And I had, we talked about some stats for a hot second. 37 cents per dollar.
1: Mm-hmm. per payroll dollar is lost due to unproductive en-
0: engagement yep. yep yeah and that's huge it's huge That's just flush it down the toilet yeah and then we also talked about that the turnover for 45 and this is a true stat um and I'll find the article and put it in the show notes $45,000 employee cost the company $15,000 to replace that person yeah that's
1: huge. It's huge. That's why it's so important to retain your good employees mm-hmm. and to provide things that they're looking for so that they can stay happy and stay, stay with happy. the company. Is there
0: one repeat thing that you're seeing that just lights you up when you've left a meeting and that it's they're finally getting it? Mm-hmm. Or wow, you know, I'm seeing that transition. What is it that's one thing that's super exciting about the work that you do? that again to the purpose of your journey that puts you here what is it for you?
1: One big one that I love is especially if the companies implement wellness classes
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: because it just creates this even playing field in a corporate environment and so what I mean by mm. that is we have clients come in that are the executives that are the EAs that are the um you know nine to five workers mm-hmm. and they're all doing a fitness class together and they're on the same playing field. Well, oh, they're
0: all human beings yes there's no more exactly. hierarchy and oh, they love that be,
1: they all hate the same thing like burpees you know yeah. and it's just one of, you see this team building and this company building yes. because you're now all there and it's just really magical to see that. That um, is I've, awesome. Yeah, that, that one lights me up every awesome. time because you can just tell that they're like they're human too. They're struggling mm-hmm. with those burpees mm-hmm. just like I am, mm-hmm. even though they're the CEO or CFO or whatever it is. Or you see them in their gym clothes, and mm-hmm. now you feel just a little bit more connected and a mm-hmm. little bit more human. Mm. Yeah, and it's just a that's a whole different a thing. level
0: of inclusiveness. Yeah totally i
1: mean i work individually like personal training wise usually with ceos or cfos mm. or like head hr mm-hmm. and it's so funny to me how many times the employees will tell me i cannot believe the way you talk to them
0: and i yeah. say i talk you have to such them. authority yeah. Yeah. well
1: and just like you know they're my I friends get that one they're, too. they're human beings like yeah. i always eliminate that title mm-hmm. because it won't serve you mm-hmm. you know you're not trying to necessarily always Boost their ego. Right. But you're trying to provide them with a service and get them to understand what is it that brought them into the gym? What is it that got them to hire me? Yeah. And so that's, you know, it's. You're organically
0: boosting their ego by cutting off the shit. Yeah. Giving it to them straight and letting them know you were kind of like the Mike thing too, keeping them accountable. Absolutely. Making them invested, right? To the point of pharmaceutical and where that might go and getting the prescription. No, you have to do it for Mm -hmm. yourself. And that in itself, and I hear it often, and just the thought for some people, they get very nervous. Then they think, oh, I'm, I'm only going to commit if I know I can follow through. Mm-hmm. So having a very healthy plan. Some people want to lose weight immediately, and I'm like, why can't it take a year? Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Why can't it take a year? Why does it ha- I mean we have to have a child for nine months before we we're able to deliver <laughs> it? I try to use that analogy, yeah. especially with people At who have Nine kids.
1: months to lose weight. Right. It. Yeah. To <laughs> then,
0: which I was like, I think it took me 15 months for both kids to really get to the weight that I wanted. Yeah. And yes, of course, I am human. I was like, what is going on? These were amazing before the baby. Now they don't even fit, you know, that kind of moment. But then you have to have reality and saying, it's just going to take
1: time. Yeah. It's going to take or time. Or even a shift in perspectives. Of- That's huge. You know,
0: perspective.
1: Yeah. Sometimes we, I mean, like for myself, I was super teeny tiny before kids mm. and Which I way looked, she's still tiny. Yeah. I, it's not that a size six is fat by any means, Right. but I'm not a size two anymore. Sure. And it's becoming, you know, after two kids and two years being okay with that. Absolutely. I don't have the time to get back to that size two. And honestly, I don't want to. Yeah. And I just had yeah. a
0: conversation with myself the other day. I, I'm very healthy.
1: Oh yeah, and Very healthier healthy. relationships. Yeah, oh. you have my ask my husband. He'll tell you, I love you way more now <laughs> than before when you were obsessed about everything, everything. that went into your body. Yeah, and every little activity, you know. And mm-hmm. it, it's not a healthy place to be either. Mm-mm. So again, it goes back to that harmony and that balance. And, mm-hmm. and so sometimes it's not creating the work life balance, but it's creating that mental balance. Mm-hmm. You know, of what is really truly healthy and what is going to serve us and our family and our companies.
0: In the Get Her Done P.S. episode, I mentioned you know, do you need to spend the first three months worrying, wor- working on your mind mm-hmm. and using the second quarter and the third quarter and the fourth quarter I love to that. do the fitness piece? Yeah. If your attitude and mindset is ready to dig in, you're going to actually show up to that treadmill or that hike with a friend mm-hmm. in a completely different mental state. Yeah. Um, so our two kind of closing questions, which is sort of great, the way that you've shared that information um, in sort of your fitness journey personally you know what is your favorite fitness piece you know that you've learned you now that you've personally adopted that you're a big advocate on
1: yeah so i mean that's kind of a loaded question because i do love all <laughs> yeah. aspects of fitness yeah um but i also think it goes really hand in hand with how fitness is meant to be because i love running mm-hmm. um but i can tell you if i ran all the time without seasons and cycles. I would be very injured. I feel like every running season, right. I actually get, you know, a small overuse injury. Mm-hmm. And so running is me, like my mental space and my stress reduction and where I really just am a better person after I'm done running.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but if I didn't go through my routine, like lifting cycles and my mm-hmm. yoga classes and the actual that movement piece that I was speaking about earlier and doing those organic movements that feel good, yeah. I want to be able to run. Mm-hmm. And so really I've encouraged people to find fitness that they enjoy and yeah. listen into their body and then tune in their bodies. Mm-hmm. So after every single running season or every single um, big lifting phase that I go through, I always come back to that movement piece. Yeah. And it's just kind of that gentle movement. movement. Yeah. That yeah. really, really gets my body just to be Happy and healthy, and feel good, and mm-hmm. feel that I can empower others. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why I, yeah, start there with everybody.
0: Yeah, I used to be a big runner. Now I'm a huge spinner. Don't get crazy though. I'm not doing like an hour with the Peloton, but I'm doing it. And then Pilates. Yes. At 40, I was like, this is my jam. Mm-hmm. This is, to your point, like paying attention to my body, yeah. being long and lean. I used to be a gymnast. All those things and, you know, the sitting component. I'm in my car a lot driving into meetings, carpool with Mm -hmm. my kids still and all that stuff. How do I take what's 30 minutes, three or four times a week to invest in that, Yeah, the lean and strength?
1: Well, it's so funny that you mentioned that because after having kids, that became a big piece to me. And I don't necessarily call it Pilates because it's just my own routine that I go through myself. But it's those small movements of the hips and the muscles and the pelvic floor that my running... I couldn't pick it back up after kids. Yeah. It, or I mean, I tried. I kept in it, it was injured. Different. It was slow. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what I wanted from it. I wasn't feeling excited about it mm-hmm. until I incorporated those small movements yeah. that got me back to being strong enough to do what I enjoyed. Yeah. And so we missed that. And mm-hmm. I think anybody who's had an injury misses those pieces and so again it's that proactive side Mm -hmm. and yeah finding what really works for you and it should be a combination Mm -hmm. of a lot of different that's actually
0: very true my husband is still working out like he's 22 and bless his heart I'm like baby your body is just so (laughs) different you've got and I took him to a yoga class with me And he was one of seven guys of a full room. And, you know, not to say that yoga is only for women. He was like, this is really cool. It is. Um, And then kind of my closing question, when we think about wellness as a whole, and this will be an episode with a different guest of a gentleman I'd love to introduce you to, um, that food nutrition piece, Mm -hmm. what we put into our body is Unbelievable. You would not put diesel gas into a gasoline car. It won't move. And it's because the engine wasn't designed for that. What would be some things you want to just close on with nutrition?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So one of the biggest things is water. I mean, oh God, the more yeah. water, the better. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds cheesy and it seems so simple to implement. And is it really going to be the magic trick? But it can be on so mm-hmm. many things. Your digestion is going to be better. You're going to have more clarity in your thoughts. Plump skin, too, and yes. it's glowing, oh by gosh, the way, Colorado, everyone wants yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, and so it's just really a foundational piece. Um, but other than that, I always like to recommend to clients that you have both carbohydrates, protein, for your snacks, So I see so many times, you know, people grab a snack and it's like, oh, I'm eating my carrots or I'm eating my well, apple not enough. or I'm eating cucumbers. I'm going to get hangry
0: in 20 minutes yeah, after that. like mm-hmm. that's
1: not going to serve you necessarily. Mm-hmm. So you need that protein or that healthy fat either or, or even a combination of both mm-hmm. to help sustain you and take you longer so you're not getting hangry having those blood sugar drops yeah, yeah, and yeah. spikes. Um, so, you know, apple, throw peanut butter, almond butter on there. For you sure. Know, eat some hard boiled eggs with your carrots or carrots and hummus. Mm-hmm. So just really complement Coupling mm-hmm. those um, proteins and carbs or healthy fats so that you can sustain mm-hmm. um, and minimizing the alcohol. Again, that's one of those.
0: So things. I will say this, and some people are going to gasp. I have a rule. I only drink twice a week.
1: I love that. And I should get on board with that. You want to join me. <laughs> and it's true.
0: And I've become a huge fan. I had to break up with wine, which then is the second gasp for those listening. I would get restless leg syndrome due to the sulfites. Yeah. And that was with the good middle shelf wine and now when i drink from the top shelf a very expensive expensive being like 35 dollars or more i don't have that issue mm-hmm. so i'm very selective with the wine and so for anyone that's listening from that maybe that's your problem if you're having issue with wine Potato vodka. It's been a huge thing for me, and it's something that I love. It's gluten-free. It goes really great with any uh, La Croix. I have not heard of it,
1: actually.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to get you a bottle. It's fantastic. There's two types. Woody Creek, which is actually out of Breck, Mm -hmm. and then Chopin, which is from Poland, and it's a potato vodka, and they're both. There's just uh, the sugar levels are low, which is great, and um, it's my go-to. It's my go-to drink. It can be a martini as well. Um, Twice a week has been my thing, and... I just know for myself, I cannot wake up slow. I've got so much to do. Absolutely. But I can still sit and have three glasses of something great on a Friday, you know, at (laughs) home with my kids watching a movie just to kind of, one, be an adult. It's hard. It's interesting on Instagram. I see so many people with their wine and their wine. I'm like... This has got to be a facade, right? It's the image. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking there's no way you can drink all that wine five or seven days a week. It's just how can you function? Yeah. It's just different. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm in agreement. Well,
1: I think sometimes until you remove it, you don't understand what percent doing to yep. you either. And it, yeah, it is just very toxic. And again, it's one of those, like, people tell me, like, really, more water, less wine. Like, t- <laughs> yeah. t- tell me the magic trick. And it's right. like, really, those are those great are tricks. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it just requires work. This is so awesome.
0: I'm so glad that it finally came together to yeah, sit and record this. Thank you so this. much. Thank you. Um, I will be sharing in the show notes some really great links to connect with the ladies <sighs> over at Movement First Wellness. And uh, thank you for this conversation. Thank you. I don't even know where to begin. We covered so much thought-provoking, laughter, and just great conversation. Thanks so much for listening. Have an awesome day. Remember, you're the reason you get up every day and work as hard as you do. Do things for you, your executive, and your organization. And remember, it's all worth it.